Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome to another episode of Strange Planet. Thanks for sticking me in your ear. Well, Italy has just elected its first ever female Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney, leader of the upstart uh, Brothers of Italy party, of course, getting its name from the uh, the first line of their national anthem. Uh, but it's um, it's left the uh, the lamestream media absolutely apoplectic. They are not happy about this, nor are they happy about what we are seeing as a growing trend across Europe uh, with the election of another uh, nationalist populist uh, coalition um, government in Sweden. And we can expect uh, the same probably in places like Spain next year where the Vox party is also another nationalist, populist, conservative uh, party, perhaps ready to take power. Here to discuss this and other things are two authors of a, uh, a new book called The Military Guide to Disarming Deception, Battlefield Tactics to Expose the Enemy's Lies and Triumph in 
Truth, U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David J. Giamona and Troy Anderson are with me. Welcome both, gentlemen. Richard, great to be with you today. Likewise. Yeah, good to be here. Before we uh, dive into what's happening in Italy and elsewhere across uh, Europe, and really this growing trend, which is kind of pushing back against the uh, the neoliberal globalist order that we now have, um, let me find out a little bit about uh, your uh, frontline Battle Ready Network. Sure. Um, we have actually been recording in the last several weeks new shows that really talk about what we're talking about today, uh, global events that affect the end times and how to prepare for it. So we're just not a news show. We actually tell people what they need to do in order to get ready and prepare and navigate those uh, the times that we're in. And so we're on a YouTube channel and we're on uh, battle-ready.org uh, on our website that you can get all that information. Fantastic. So let's talk about the election of Georgia Maloney. Now, ordinarily, the election of a, um, a female leader anywhere in the world would have been met with, uh, you know, uh, cheers and jubilation from the mainstream media. She would have been on the cover of every magazine. But of course, uh, she's being vilified because uh, while she's a woman, she doesn't have the right opinions. She's all about uh, faith, family, and tradition. And part of this, as I mentioned, this growing trend uh, some may say this unstoppable movement, the rise of national populist conservatism. What are your thoughts? Were you surprised by the, the mainstream media's reaction? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll go first. But no, I'm not never surprised by their reaction because they're, we know they're full of hypocrisy. Uh, they say, you know, a lot of things out of one side of their mouth and then espouse things on the other side. So this, you know, doesn't surprise me at all that, uh, you know, they're upset by a woman being in charge first time in Italy. And uh, by the way, I'm Jamona, I'm Sicilian, um, third generation. So I'm happy for the Italian people. I think it's a worldwide movement that's starting to take place. I think people are really sick and tired of the progressive policies of the left. They don't work. They've never worked. And so uh, we're, they're getting pushed back, and they don't like it. Troy? Yeah, I think we're seeing uh, a lot of people finally waking up to what's really happening. People are waking up to the reality that, you know, that this powerful elite, you know, the World Economic Forum, the Council on Foreign Relations, the United Nations, you know, all these the different globalist institutions, their, their plans to create this new technocratic, you know, global system is it, taking away people's freedoms. It, it's costing them uh, their, their health, their, their incomes, their freedoms, uh, their liberties. And so what we're seeing people you know, running for office around the world now, uh, conservatives and, and nationalists, people who believe in their countries. And so I, I think we're seeing a, a global phenomenon that's very encouraging. In its early uh, iteration, I guess, the, uh, the Brothers of Italy party did kind of flirt with neo-fascism, and they have a couple of members uh, of the party, I believe, who were elected M uh, members of parliament who are descendants of um, Benito Mussolini, of course, the dictator from Italy, uh, and Italy, you know, the creator of the fascist party, that which was later adopted by uh, Hitler in Germany. Uh, talk to me about how, though, the, I mean, at but she's disavowed that, obviously. Uh, but talk to me how the mainstream media is trying to uh, paint uh, the Brothers of Italy party. In fact, any any sort of right of center conservative movement as fascist. 
Right. I mean, the mainstream media is going all out in their effort to make her look like a, uh, you know, a, a right wing conservative pundit that she is, but then vilifying her at every turn and uh, connecting her to uh, fascism or neo fascism or as Joe Biden had put it, you know, half fascism, however you want to make the term. But the fact of the matter remains that she uh, is a very strong uh, family person, family, a person of faith, a person of great character. And so the, they don't like that because that is not part of the mainstream's agenda. Troy? Yeah, I mean, it's... If you remember in uh, George Orwell's book, 1984, you know, uh, slavery is freedom, you know, everything is reversed. And this is the strategy we, we've seen from the, from the globalists is that everything that they're doing, they accuse the other side of it. So it's, it's this campaign of, you know, accusing people of racism, accusing people of, of fascism. And, and yet they're the ones that are, you know, taking away people's freedoms and, and uh, doing all these different things that are, you know, contrary to Western values. And so th this is, you know, uh, just another example of, uh, uh, you know, or Orwellian speak, essentially. Uh, as I mentioned off the top, this follows the um, election in Sweden a couple of weeks bef uh, earlier, where we have now a, a coalition of right of center parties. Uh, there is the, the, the Sweden Democrats, who are, uh, again, the very early iteration of the party was rather unsavory, but the uh, the leader, uh, the new leader of the party sort of expunged all of those elements out of the party. And they are now again, very much in line with, let's say the, the Brothers of Italy, uh, Brothers of Italy party, faith, family, uh, tradition, culture, obviously Sweden has huge crime problems, but this this uh, right of center coalition likely will uh, will form the next government or will form the next government. But do you sense though the 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 liberal media is starting to panic now when they're sitting back and watching like that's two in a row in in Europe. Prior to that, we had um, Marine Le Pen and her National Rally Party making huge gains in the parliament. Yeah, well, number one, um, Richard, the fact of the matter is most people who uh, are of our ilk, caliber, um, working folks, plain folks, they know that the progressive liberal agenda, it doesn't work. It has never worked and will never work. In fact, I've asked lots of socialists, communists, fascists, whatever you name, and, the, and, and they say, well, they've never done it right before. That's why it's never worked. Well, it's never worked because man's center is greed, and whoever gets to the top is going to dictate all of these things. So the media is panicking, and even in our own country here in the United States, the writing is on the wall. Uh, I think Biden and the liberals uh, today, yesterday, they've been attacking greatly their own people attacking nancy pelosi and all the things that she's been doing so all these things are just uh, uh, in the mix for a grassroots movement worldwide that we're beginning to see unfold i, I neglected to mention uh, victor orban in uh, in hungary who uh, recently won his fourth consecutive election and uh, again uh, hungary sort of redefining itself i think they in its constitution now as a as a christian country is all about family faith and and tradition um, but he has been uh, vilified by the European Union. Um, uh, he's in a bit of a, 
a delicate situation because he's he's really opposing the glo- the neoliberal globalist order, but he also has to survive and live and and have his people thrive within what is in effect a neoliberal globalist organization with the European Union. Uh, I mean, how difficult do you think it's going to be for someone like a Georgia Maloney to operate in that in that within the EU while you know also being opposed to the the EU? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the challenges is, is they're trying to make it increasingly difficult for people to survive unless you, you know, you go along with the program. And so there's the economic measures that we're seeing are, are being employed. You know, the ESG system is being rolled out. The corporations are falling in line with. You've got the, the social credit score system that China has been using very successfully to keep their population in control. That's been expanded. I understand about 12 different countries where uh, essentially you had this score where uh, if you don't, you know, toe to the communist line, you can, you know, potentially your bank account could be turned off. You find a difficulty getting jobs, you know, renting apartments, that kind of thing. And and that could be expanded worldwide. So they're, they're trying to roll out this economic control system to, you know, for, force everybody to to bow to them, essentially. And so that, that's something that needs to be addressed as, as we're seeing this movement rise uh, around the globe. Uh, I see the the these are sort of the initial steps of the European Union basically unwinding and eventually it will lead to uh, its dissolution. Perhaps it'll happen in stages where you may have, uh, you know, Germany and a few other countries remaining in the EU. Maybe they'll have a, a southern EU and a central EU, but eventually I think it'll all be gone and will return to, um, you know, na- independent nation states with their own currencies, their own culture, uh, their own traditions and so forth. Um, talk to me about biblically how that fits in, because you know some people see the um, you know the, uh, the the European Union as having sort of a role in in end times prophecy and so forth. How do you see this narrative of the EU breaking up and and Europe returning perhaps to uh, the days of Christendom? as opposed to the uh, end times narrative? Well, uh, growing up uh, myself and Troy too, we've read the book, The Late Great Planet Earth, and that's really where a lot of this comes from. Um, Not necessarily a biblical point of view, but uh, from what was happening in the 70s onwards, uh, Russia seemed to be the great uh, monster and the Europe, you know, the Antichrist would come out of Europe, but in recent days, there's other narratives that are coming out. A friend of our, Joel Richardson, uh, talking about the, you know, the Antichrist coming out of Islam and the fourth of the world population Islamic. And uh, it's not necessarily uh, the Antichrist may not come out of the European Union, as once thought many years ago. Uh, there's a lot of other scholarship has been done in recent years that shows that may not be a, that but you know you know jesus said to watch and pray so we're every day we're kind of looking at the narrative of everything that's going on in the world and and lining up to what the scripture says so uh, i'm sure troy has some other things you want to add to that right troy yeah i think i think if you look at scripture i mean there's been many times where essentially you know the, the devil's tried to bring this antichrist system online we've seen it throughout history you know especially saw it with the rise of hitler and nazi germany you know, in the 1930s and 40s. And of course, you know, Americans sort of pulled themselves about the bootstraps, the, the Russians, the British, uh, you know, the allied forces and pushed back against it and defeated Nazism. 
And so I think we're seeing a, a similar phenomena arise today with have, you know, similar uh, aspects to it. And people are beginning to push back against it. And I, I just remember an interview I did with Billy Graham and he, he compared America to ancient Nineveh. And he said, when, when God sent the prophet Jonah to Nineveh to warn them of impending judgment, that the king and the people repented. And Billy Graham told me that he believed the same thing could happen again today in America. So I, I think it's, it's accurate to say in scripture that the, you know, God has put the ball in our court. It doesn't necessarily have to happen right now. And if the EU broke up, I mean, thing the push back against this globalist agenda i don't think it's necessarily that uh, you know jesus said only the father knows when all these things will happen so there's there's always hope i believe right so in other words if i'm hearing you correctly um the, this trend in europe let's say to return to faith family tradition uh if the united states let's say what let's see what happens in the midterm election but if we get uh the republicans uh, winning the House, which if they're expected to do, retaking the Senate, maybe reclaiming the White House in 2024, and we have kind of a uh, a resurgence in in the uh, conservative populist movement in the United States, that all of these things could forestall end times and, and the judgment and so forth? Yeah, possibly. Uh, I've been t saying that there, there's always a parallel movement going on. You know, what's going on in years past, we've had revivals, uh, great awakenings, which changed the whole structure of the United States and people around the world. We had the Azusa Street revival that touched 500 million people. So there's always that move of God that you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, as my son and I have had these discussions and others around the world, uh, you know, he says, Dad, you know, the end times have to happen sometime. Now, I don't know, like Troyes, if it's going to happen right now or not, and how it's going to happen. We do know from all of our reading and scholarly research that there is a globalist movement. There is, uh, you know, all these people uh, rich uh, that want to take over the world and want to create a globalist movement. They're out there. They're powerful. Um, so, you know, there's going to be all kinds of different uh, entities coming and going in the years to come. And exactly when the Lord's going to come, you know, we can never say that. He did, Jesus even said he did not know. But we do see the signs of the time since Israel became a nation in 1948, May 14th. You know, that was the greatest sign of end times that we could possibly have. And the rebuilding of the temple possibly in the future. So many things happening in a biblical perspective and may not happen the way we think it's going to happen. All right, gentlemen, we'll take a quick time out and uh, come back and to continue to discuss uh, the rise of the uh, nationalist, populist, conservative movement, end times prophecy with uh, U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David J. Giamona and Troy Anderson, authors of The Military Guide to Disarming Deception, Battlefield Tactics to Expose the Enemy's Lies and Triumph in Truth. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history 
of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files, and what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal, but if you want more, Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. The truth will set you free, free, free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And we're back with U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David G. J. Giamona and Troy Anderson. The book is The Military Guide to Disarming Deception. Just uh, give my listeners a bit of a preview of what the book is about, gentlemen. Well, uh, I take 32 years of military experience, and Troy takes all his decades of journalism, and we combine it together to translate you know, how the military operates in a deceptive environment. Uh, as we know, uh, Sun Tzu said in The Art of War, all warfare is deception. We've been at war, mankind has been at war with the forces of darkness for 5,000 plus years. And so... Uh, in, in recent times, deception has really overtaken the world in the media, in the government, in education. And that's why we're on the show today. And so we can we can tell all about these things and how the, there's a biblical worldview to counteract all the things that we're experiencing. And we're beginning to see some signs of the church waking up, um, you know, this populist movement, conservatism, and um, some things are uh, encouraging in, in, as the future rolls up. Did you want to add anything, Troy? Uh, yeah, Richard. Uh, you know, I've been a journalist for three decades, and so I, I take some of the, you know, the experiences and knowledge I've gained in, in journalism and, you know, ferreting out the truth. And, and uh, there's so much just unparalleled amounts of deception going on, especially in the mainstream media and social media. Uh, the, the recent study that found that the same kind of, you know, tactics of propaganda that, you know, Goebbels and Nazi Germany used on the Germans in the 1930s has now been employed against not just Americans, but people worldwide. You know, psychological operations, disinformation, uh, they, they, they've affected this with the use of, you know, artificial intelligence and social media, uh, that these things are hugely influential, influential on people. And so many people have been deceived. And so the Bible is full of great wisdom and how to navigate this. Jesus said, uh, the truth will set you free. And when, when Christ's followers asked him, what will be the signs of, of the last days? He said, watch out that no one deceives you. And so this book will help people not only navigate this new Orwellian world of deception, but also, you know, learn how to put on the full armor of God, you know, the sword of the spirit, the, 
uh, gospel of the you know readiness and the belt of salvation and these kind of things that help you be a victorious you know soldier of Christ in this this great battle that we find ourselves in. Rod Dreher wrote this book, uh, The Benedict Option, which was basically uh, suggesting that Christians need to sort of circle the wagons. Um, you know, we are we have been sort of isolated and ostracized and rejected uh, by current society. And so maybe the best thing to do is for us to, re is to retreat and, f and, and form our own parallel society. What are your thoughts? Is that capitulation or is that simply a survival mechanism? Yeah, that's an interesting, I haven't heard the book, be interesting read, but the, you know, Jesus doesn't want us to withdraw from the world. Uh, he came into the world to, to bring salvation. And so our, from my biblical perspective, uh, point of view is we don't need to circle the wagons we need to do and go forth and engage the world with the truth i, I love your uh, opening it says you know the truth will set you free and then it'll really tick you off well you know the truth will set you free and if we circle the wagons and we don't proclaim the truth then we're not fulfilling the great commission that jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel um and the catholics did this uh and, and for years and years, they convents, uh, monasteries, and such like that, and cloister themselves. But it's not beneficial in in the long run to cloister ourselves from the world, and because we're not going to make an impact on those that really need to hear the message of salvation. Troy, yeah, I think the most uh, encouraging thing that's happening is those shows like yours. Uh, you know, many people around the world, you know, trying to reveal the truth, trying to tell people what's really happening is now having a, a gigantic impact because there's 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 such a, a rising number of people that are doing this now and so as as a journalist that was my entire mission in the last three decades is to try to tell people what the real truth is and i've seen it time and time again when you expose government corruption when you expose different things going on there's people that will be inspired by that they'll take action they'll run for office they'll do things to try to fix the problem and that's what we're seeing happening now so, you know, and Jesus told us this, you know, the, the light, uh, you know, shines, you know, pushes back against the darkness. And so, you know, James said, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So as we push back against this you know, dark agenda, you know, we're seeing this, this you know, rising movement now that uh, is, is giving a lot of people hope. Uh, right now we are um, getting ready to uh, vote in municipal elections in Ontario, where I am right now. And so we'll be electing school trustees and we'll be electing city council members and mayors and Reeves and so on and so forth. And of course, I don't know what it's like in the United States uh, uh, generally, but municipal elections team seem or tend to have very low voter turnout. People don't seem to be interested in municipal elections, but I think, I mean, all politics is local and, and that's where, you know, in our schools and our school boards, that's where a lot of the, the, uh, the, the problems that we face in society really take root. Um, can you give, give my listeners maybe some battlefield tactics to keep in mind as we head into municipal elections and are voting for these very important positions? I was just in a uh, meeting a, a few months ago with uh, some g great speakers, and and the the fact of the matter is every vote counts. And so, if you're going to municipal municipal elections, you need to vote 
the truth, you know, the biblical worldview, because if you don't, someone else will vote on the opposite and you will not get the results you want. And so the silent majority cannot remain silent anymore. We have to bring in the votes. We have to bring in people of biblical worldview and said, if we don't do anything, then it's on us. It's our fault if we don't bring. And so uh, history has shown that when the, the righteous people get together and we make uh, things happen, things change. So we cannot just pull up our hands and say and hide and say, I'm not voting because it's not important. It's extremely important that you vote. Yeah, yeah. Here in uh, I live in California, and we've got uh, you know eight million evangelicals in, in California, and I think it's uh, twenty five million Christians in general. But uh, the statistics show that only about twenty five percent vote presidential elections, and less than that in off elections. And so, if just a you know a somewhat higher percentage of people would actually go out and vote here in California, you, you would see in California you know go go red potentially, and so. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have been encouraging, you know, believers to go vote. And we would certainly encourage people to vote because, you know, people have done everything they can to, to fix the, the system around the country. And uh, now we have these elections coming up. So, you know, now, now's the time to, you know, to, to, they have to do jury duty, but it's a very small price to pay for, for freedom and liberty. I mean, we've seen, you know, such unprecedented losses of freedom in the last couple of years uh, that uh, every all right, well, I lost the last second there or two. Troy, you cut out there. Um, you just want to back up and just repeat the last oh, line there? Yeah, just, uh, you know, we've seen such, you know, unprecedented loss of, of liberties and freedoms. The church is closed down. Uh, you know, just you know, this whole pandemic was sort of a, a trial run of what the world might look like under this global technocratic system, and it's not a pretty picture. And so, you know, if you want to protect your children, your grandchildren, maintain freedom for them, you know, it's incumbent upon all of us, you know, take the time to go vote. You may have to do jury duty, but it's, a, you know, a small price to pay for maintaining freedom and liberty. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a, uh, an apologist for Vladimir Putin, um, but one of his stated objectives in um, this, he calls it his special military operation in Ukraine, but he's clearly the aggressor here, but one of his stated objectives is he he sees the West as uh, satanic, practically. I think, in fact, in a recent speech, he used that that the, those words, satanic. And and when you look at what is happening to our culture, not just in the United States, but in Canada and Western Europe, um, do you do you see him as a as a figure who, in in some ways, is in fact standing up for for Chris, Christendom? I wouldn't go that far because uh, Vladimir is an interesting character, very complex. And, of course, he has a whole history of uh, KGB uh, and deep state kinds of things. But, you know, uh, both he and Islam has stated in recent years that the West is decadent, is full of, of devilry and satanic uh, problems. And so he may see himself as a righteous sword of uh, Yahweh to, you know, bring judgment on, because let's face it, the Ukraine is an extremely corrupt, so is Russia, but the Ukraine, very corrupt uh, political uh, agendas in, in, in that country. And so, you know, I could see why Putin would say that. And he, of course, he wants righteous on us on their side. And just some years ago, uh, during the Cold War, you know, uh, Russia was atheistic, communistic, 
And so, uh, you know, now they've turned the corner on that in some capacity. But and and that we've gone the way on the other side. We've lost our moral footings completely. So it's an interesting uh, subject. Troy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting that you know, he's making these kind of statements. I think I just read some today that you know, do, do you want? He told the, you know, when they're rolling out the um, this, uh, uh, you know, these four new regions that he's taking control of. Uh, he said that then do, do you want your children to be going through sex change operations and all these transgender things uh, going on here in America and, and in the West? And then that that's true. I mean, it's it's outrageous that these things are happening, and it's it's terrible that you know children are being subjected to this kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, he's threatening nuclear war, uh, you know, threatening the use of tactical nuclear weapons in order to gain the, the territories he'd like to gain here which, you know, would be unprecedented in, in world history. I mean, this could literally set off World War III. And, um, you know, once once those are used, it, it could be extremely dangerous. And, and there are verses in the Bible that may refer to, you know, Russia, uh, you know, initiating their, a nuclear war at some point. Um, so it's it's very dangerous kind of rhetoric. And so it's a very complicated geopolitical situation. And, and you know, of course, there's, there's many different, you know, spy agencies and that kind of thing involved in all kinds of, you know, information that's going back and forth. Right. All right. Another timeout, gentlemen, back with more of our conversation right after these. Don't go away. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Welcome back. The Military Guide to Disarming Deception, Battlefield Tactics to Expose the Enemy's Lies and Triumph in Truth. And uh, my guest, U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David J. Giamona and Troy Anderson. Um, how do we get a copy of the book? Anywhere books are sold, uh, Amazon, Books and Books a Million, uh, Barnes and Noble, and our website, which as we want to say is www.battle-ready.org, where you can see um, not just the book, but you can see uh, all the things that we're doing, uh, new videos, new podcasts that we're doing, uh, our Frontline Battle Ready Network uh, that's on YouTube, and many, many other things. Troy, did I miss something? Yeah, and the, the newsletters uh, uh, battlereadyministries.org. So there's the battle-ready.org, and there's also battlereadyministries.org for, for the newsletter. All right. Um, let's talk about the Antichrist system, um, which is in place, clearly. I mean, we have, um, you mentioned the social credit system in China, uh, and another 12 countries, did you say, are moving rapidly towards that. We also have um, a number of countries on the cusp of launching some sort of central bank digital currency. Uh, can you talk to me about, about um, how a, a, a central bank digital currency would also play into uh, end times? Yeah, I'll, I'll start first and I'll let Troy um, come in because he's done a lot of research on this. But the fact of the matter is this, uh, that's a very scary thing when we start digitizing currency because now it can be controlled. You know, as it is right now in the United States of America, we have cash, checks, you know, all kinds of different currency. But if it all becomes digital, 
which they're trying now in Europe, in uh, Denmark, I believe, and Sweden. Uh, if it all becomes di uh, digital, and in China, of course, uh, then they control it. It can be centralized, controlled, and then they can control what you, uh, they can see what you're buying. They can control your spending. They can control what you get, what you don't get. You're buying, you're selling, just like it says in the book of Revelation chapter 13. So uh, that's where the world is headed, this digitized currency. Everybody thinks it's a great idea, you know, and uh, for, for a lot of reasons. But there's a real dark side to this that really should scare people uh, in, in trying to go forward. Troy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, really, this is the first time in history where you could actually have this mark of the beast system that Revelation 13 refers to, where you can't buy or sell without this, this mark or whatever it is. You know, with, with artificial intelligence, with a surveillance state, electronic banking, with even microchip implants and neural implants that they're beginning to experiment with and all kinds of nanotechnologies and and uh, all kinds of you know amazing you know technologies that are also very dangerous that you know militaries are developing around the world. You know, you could have this system where you could potentially be hooked into the hive mind and, and that, that kind of thing. And so, you know, and there's, I'm sure there's, there very well could be spiritual aspects to this. And so there's there's all these phrases in the book of Revelation, the image of the beast and the mark of the beast and, and things like that. And they refer to these things. And, and so the first time in history, we actually could have a system like this. And so that's the that's the place where we find ourselves in at this point in history. Is there a battlefield tactic to combat a digital currency? I mean, do we do we gather together and develop uh, communities where we barter? What do we do? There are movements that we have been, Troy and I have been a part of, uh, talking to people who are very knowledgeable with other platforms. And as we speak, they're developing uh, foundations of freedom. Other places are developing platforms that are, you know, uh, conservative Christian platforms that we can talk to each other without interruption. Right now, you can be, of course, you can be censored in so many different ways. But uh, these people are also developing platforms for bartering digital systems, their own, you know, internal uh, kind of a black market in case everything goes belly up and the world goes fully digital. So those are the kinds of things that are developing uh, for sure in the freedom uh, and faith movement that we see across the, around the country. Uh, how about climate change? Um, I mean, I, I see climate change as a, as a death cult or uh, the people that are, that are, that are advocating uh, the idea that there is man-made climate change and it will have catastrophic uh, consequences. I see that as a, as a death cult. I mean, and we're seeing that play out now in Europe where they're facing a very bleak and cold winter uh, because Germany and others abandoned fossil fuels and decided that they would go all in with wind and solar and it's simply, you know, not adequate. And then, of course, they were reliant upon Russia's natural gas and he turned off the spigot. Uh, so they are in a real jam. Talk to me how uh, uh, how climate change fits into the Antichrist system. Yeah, I mean, essentially what the globalists are doing are, are using climate change as their excuse for why we need to have this, this new great reset of, of the economic system, of the geopolitical system. If, if we don't address uh, climate change, you know, the world's going to end. You know, here in 10 years, whatever the last prediction was, they've been saying that for decades now, if you go back and look through the literature. Um, and so this this is one of the reasons why, you know, they, they you know, say we need to, you know, get rid of fossil fuels and, and move to solar and wind. But at the same time, there's very interesting things going on. We just had this, this pipeline, you know, sabotaged. 
And uh, now this this Hurricane Ian just took out one of the largest fertilizer companies uh, in in America. And so we, we literally could be moving into a period of time. People are having difficulty getting heating, difficulty, you know, getting enough food and, and supplies. And so, you know, it makes you wonder if, if this is part of their strategy to try to force us into this this new system. You know, not not just those things, but many different things that are occurring. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, climate change is a, uh, you know, their, their excuse for why they, you know, need to move us into this new uh, Great Reset. In in the book, The Military Guide to Disarming Deception, you talk about how we uh, we are in what's called asymmetrical warfare. We're in the middle of asymmetrical warfare. How do you mean? Well, in back in uh, previous wars, World War One, Civil War, World War Two, we had front lines. You know, we had battle lines drawn. You know where the enemy was. You knew their tactics. You know, you knew what they were probably going to do. And so you went forward and you had rear echelon lines and you had supply lines and all that. But in current wars and in current situation in the world, asymmetrical warfare is the battlefield is everywhere. It could even be in your own home. It's in the media. It's in the government. It's an educational system. I mean, asymmetric means uh, there is no front line or back line. It's battle space. They call it now in the military. So uh, we're you know we're fighting a front in in every direction. In the old days, it used to be you can go to church and you know relax and hear a strong gospel message and go to your you know house and you know enjoy a meal with your family and not anymore depending on what church you go to there are you know churches are embracing a cancel culture so asymmetry uh, symmetrical warfare is happening on every level every front uh, including the currency we're talking about about we're talking about uh, climate change we're talking about geopolitical uh, messes in the world so uh, it's everywhere and in the book the reason we wrote it is to help people navigate that. And you navigate it by first, we'd say do an AAR, an after action review of your life. We do that in the military. What's going well? What's not? What do you need to change? Who do you trust? What information, what sources do you go to? You know, it has to be a total review of your life, where you come from, where you are, and where you're going. Troy, did you want to add anything before we uh, we say goodbye? Oh, oh just that... Uh... You know, this this book has you know many different uh, biblical strategies to essentially you know learn how to walk in the supernatural power, protection, and provision of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, the Bible is full of stories of, of sort of ordinary people that God used in extraordinary ways or in miraculous ways, and that's going to be one of the keys: is draw close to God. You know, learn about the gifts of the Spirit, learn about the armor of God, how to be victorious in all these different you know challenges that we're facing today. Fantastic. The Military Guide to Disarming Deception, Battlefield Tactics to Expose the Enemy's Lies and Triumph in Truth. Again, give us all the details, how we get the book, how we watch the YouTube channel, uh, the newsletter, etc. Yeah, so the, the main website's battle-ready.org. You can find out more about uh, both of our books, The Military Guide to Armageddon, The Military Guide to Disarming Deception. Now we have some study guides. You can go on YouTube, look up Battle Ready Ministries or Battle Ready Network and uh, watch our shows. Fantastic. Gentlemen, great to uh, speak with you both. Thank you so much. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com.